0: Welcome to Therapy Etc. podcast, a bi-monthly conversation where we will be discussing everyday life experiences that create an impact. And when you think about it in one way or another, everything creates an impact. And therefore, all of these things also encompass mental health. I'm your host, Patricia Alvarado, a licensed mental health therapist and first-generation Latina from Los Angeles, California. To find more information, please visit my website, AlvaradoTherapy.org. And while I hope you love listening and learning from the podcast, it's not meant to be a substitute for mental health services. Okay, let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Therapy Etc. Podcast. Thank you for being here today. Um, it is Friday in LA, um, and I have a guest with me here today. Her name is Veronica and I will let her share a little bit about her story and um, just kind of like what, what it is that we will be discussing. So hang tight, let me get her in here.
1: Yes, hello, how are you? There she is, how are you? Good. I'm doing good, and the baby oh. finally fell asleep, so I'll stop swaying soon. <laughs> oh. how
0: how old is the baby?
1: He is three months old.
0: Oh my God, he's little, congratulations. Thank
1: you, yes, he's oh tiny, tiny.
0: Awesome, well, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you uh, making the time, so thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me on.
0: Yeah, so Veronica, tell me a little bit about yourself, your background, who, who Veronica is.
1: Okay, so my name is Dr. Veronica Io. I am a California native. I grew up in the San Fernando Valley, Um, And now I've moved to the San Gabriel Valley, but I'm still a valley girl. Um, I am a licensed clinical social worker. Um, I'm a mama. As you can see, I have three kids ranging. Mm -hmm. My oldest is three and a half. My little middle one is 18 months. And then this one's three months. So it's busy. Um, Mm -hmm. My own experience of becoming a mom is really what led me to focus on um, uh, serving mamas in in my practice uh, but specifically mamas of color because I realized like when I became a mom I we were living in Pasadena at that time and all the mommy and me groups all that stuff there were people that didn't look like me or had my experiences or anything of that piece and so it just really drove me to kind of go in this way. Um, I am a first generation um, Latina. My, my mom is from um, Mexico. Both my parents are immigrants. My mom's from Mexico, Zacatecas, and my dad is from Lagos, Nigeria. So that's where you get this mix from. Someone half Latina, (laughs) Uh, and uh, just I think the big thing also of like what kind of drives my work besides being a mama is I got my doctorate when I became a mama. So like I like applied had a Got found out I was pregnant, had a baby, and kind of did that while juggling these three things. And uh-huh. um, that also influences my work of of serving student mothers, right? Because we need mm-hmm. support too. You're trying to mm-hmm. not only just be a mother, but also chase those goals and do those things. And so mm-hmm. um, that's pretty much what encompassed my day every day. <laughs> there, yeah. there it is.
0: <laughs> you know what, like I just hear this story and just what you shared about being um, being pregnant while you were in school, getting your doctorate. And I just think that's so like awesome. Like women are just such powerhouses. Cause actually, I have a, I have an episode coming out on Monday. On Monday, the, what is it, the 24th, I believe it is, of May. And, um, the person that I have on, she too was pregnant during her doctorate, uh, doctorate program. And I'm okay. just like, people are just, I mean, we are amazing people, you know, like really doing the work and reaching those goals and pushing ourselves. And it doesn't matter, like we're going to have a family and also, um, you know, reach those goals. So, you know, I applaud you. That's so amazing.
1: Thank you. It's definitely hard work, but I think actually worth it. You know, that's also what I would use, not just that we're powerhouses in my unbiased opinion that I say that we're amazing as women, but I think also, uh, the legacy that we're going to leave behind and Mm -hmm. the work that we have to put into that. And, you know, Mm -hmm. always striving for that. And also balancing taking care of myself and all that stuff. It's it's a hard balance sometimes.
0: Right, 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 right. So you mentioned about being Afro-Latina, your father being from Nigeria, your, your mother being from Mexico. So how was it for you when you were growing up and these two kind of like um, environments really like balancing the two or just, I'm curious to know a little bit about how your upbringing was and your cultural
1: identity. so um, my parents okay, well, I was primarily raised by my mother, my grandmother, right? So that means um, I have very strong uh, roots in my my Mexican heritage, right I speak Spanish, a lot of the culture traditions that I do come from that piece. Um, but even growing up, you know it used to be a running joke that now we do not say anymore, right of like well of of being mixed of you know you're not you're not fully black right when they would use the n word or when people mm-hmm. would you know would say like, "Well, yeah, you speak Spanish, but you know you 're not fully Mexican it was like a whole mm-hmm. thing back and forth growing up on that side my dad he he so he came here when he was very young. So he was two months old when they came over here. So he very much identifies with a lot, just an, an American upbringing because he didn't get new, no Legos at all. Well, as my mom immigrated here when she was 13, 11, 11, 13, right? So she had some has memories of you know growing up there so my dad I didn't necessarily have a lot of influence from the Nigerian side because he he grew up here like he yeah, could identify with some of the stuff that I went through but my mama was a whole different a whole different you know thing and yeah as, as great as it was growing up I do think and it's something that I'm aware of just you know when you reflect on your childhood and also in 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 my my children so um my husband is Mexican so in very very much ways we relate to the Mexican pieces but I'm also like but our kids are also black like you there's elements of that that I want them yeah. to be proud of and to know of it's you, you know you can't just overlook that you know because that was a piece of me that is very important you know, mm-hmm. for me, and, and having words around that, because growing up, there wasn't any words about being biracial. Um, mm-hmm. There wasn't, I, I, hear, I hear hear it more, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I love that. Like, I wish I would have had, the you know, words. some connection. Yeah, I mean, I think the only word that I could think of is when people would say, oh, you're black right? And I'd be like, okay, uh-huh. okay uh-huh. I'll take that. But there wasn't anything... You know else, uh, uh, at least for me growing up, and I went to school in a part of, uh, predominantly white community. So not only was I biracial, but also there was just there's not many of us Very of color to forget, you Yeah, know.
0: you know when you it's so true when you say about the words because you're right. Like I did hear blackskin, that was something mm-hmm. that I did hear. Um, I don't even hear that at all right now. I don't. Hear I it hear now. I hear biracial, and I hear Afro Latina or Afro Latinos, mm-hmm. Latinx. Um, Mm -hmm. those are very much new words but it's true like what would you even say when you're younger and then how do you even
1: explain it because it's it's I I definitely get it yeah it was tough not to have that you know because Mm -hmm. and I always felt like I had to say that first right so when I would meet someone and they'd see my mom very Mm -hmm. much would say because my mom is a very white passy like she's so pale and in comparison you guys we're so different right so they'd be like are you the babysitter you know and I'm like she's like I'm not the babysitter that's my daughter right yeah. uh because I look like my dad I mean I'm kind of a splitting image of him so mm-hmm. uh you know or if I'd be in places where I'd be with other Latinos, I'd make sure to drop in some Spanish words because when I would catch people saying stuff that, you know, they shouldn't be saying, I'd be like, I speak Spanish. Please don't. Please don't do that. Like, that's not okay. (laughs) You know, just because you don't look. So, you you have do
0: you Do you remember any examples of what somebody was saying and you were like, uh, excuse you?
1: (laughs) Maybe not so much as a kid, but I remember... And this is kind of like when I was a teenager. Uh, I don't say high school. When you're, you know, I want to say, you know, you're kind of looking more a little bit more developed. And I'd be like standing mm-hmm. somewhere and at a store, and like the men would say things in Spanish about me, like, "Oh, you know, she's so attractive." We're both, you know, disgusting. And, and not those
0: nice words, right? Like, yes, I right? don't
1: to... <laughs> disrespectful way. Like... <laughs> yeah, and I'd be like look I understand you like you know don't mm-hmm. say that or mm-hmm. um you know kind of like those things kind of come up um but it was you know I had to kind of say you can't do that you can't say that and I think there's more words to that now right I do think also, especially living in LA you don't know what language people speak you can't be busting can't with be that too out.
0: sure yeah it's true you know I was living in New York City for a few years and um I, you know, I am Mexican. I am very fluent in Spanish. I can speak, read, and write it. I used to live there. Um, Mm -hmm. And when I, in, in New York City, um, Mexicans don't look like me. They don't look like you. We look, they Mm -hmm. look very different. It's a different Mm -hmm. part of the country. I mean, Mexico's huge. And so it's a different part of the country that migrates to New York New York and so they would never think that I was Mexican ever they they couldn't even like place me as to where I was from um mm-hmm. I remember getting into Ubers and the person would be really struggling trying to say something in English to me and I would just bust out the Spanish and they're like what? Like yeah. you speak Spanish and I was mm-hmm. like see sí, claro and they're you know like they're just so amazed
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, or just like and I don't look white at all I don't think I have any white features but um, but they would say okay well she doesn't look Um, I don't know what she is she doesn't look like Dominican or Puerto Rican mm-hmm. so she. I guess she just like must be white or something mm-hmm. I don't know so I'm just yeah. gonna just uh, speak in Spanish or say things in Spanish and I'm like oh yes, señor si lo escucho yeah. si lo la entendi <laughs> and, yeah. Then, yeah. and yeah. Then they're like uh oh <laughs>
1: Yeah. And, you know, as you mentioned, New York, I think of the first time I went to New York and I saw, you know, I was like, oh, yes, Dominicans live here, Puerto Ricans. Thank you. Because in L.A., we don't we don't have that big of a community. You know, I mean, even mm-hmm. the woman who does my hair, she's Dominican. Right. So that's where I got kind of my my influence of like, oh, yes, there's other people out there that look like me mm-hmm. that are close here. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the Dominican community is small. Right. And so yeah, I, I, this, I was like, like
0: yes. Yeah, probably, like, 5% or less, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't even know.
1: It's, it's really small, and I do truly believe that they do know each other, because every time I'm in that salon, I just went on Wednesday. It's, like, you know, very much like bringing – let's bring people in. Like, let's connect, because there's not many, you know, of us. And so mm-hmm. – but it's needed. Again, like, that's the importance mm-hmm. of, you know, talking about that, because I definitely do get – if someone hears me speak Spanish, they'll be like, oh, are you Dominican? Are you Puerto Rican? And I'm like, no, but – I'll take the compliment Uh, also. Like, I I mean, they're all beautiful cultures, you know, but. uh,
0: So So what about as you started growing up? um, How did your, uh, like, two cultures continue, like, influencing you? Like, either in in, uh, friendships, relationships, even, like,
1: uh, you know, uh, education? Yeah, Uh, I think, so definitely I have you know, as I mentioned earlier, stronger roots towards the, the Mexican side, you know, especially mm-hmm. culture-wise, right? Because, like, the piece of, like, oh, even something small of Christmas Eve is when we do our Christmas, right? Like, uh-huh. things like that, where you can uh-huh. relate to someone about that, right? Yeah. So, I definitely, growing up, would gravitate more to towards Latinos. Um, but, I like I said, I think also this piece of growing up in a predominantly white community, because um, I went to school mm-hmm. in Burbank, so anyone who's from California, Burbank is y'all it's all white uh, at least it was <laughs> I don't know You're, what you're probably
0: right I mean when I think of Burbank I think of like oh okay that's where they film all those all the tv shows and you know all that stuff yeah yeah so it's white it was
1: just white mm-hmm. and so there's always this piece of like when I'd see another black person or you know and I'm like oh hi like let's be friends like let's join that and I think especially Um, As I continued in school, right, going up, you know, getting my undergrad, master's, you know, my doctorate, there is this piece of gravitating towards people that look like me, just to develop a community and to be like, hey, I see you, like, let's be a support, um, because we need that, you know, we're Mm -hmm. stepping into rooms that weren't necessarily made for us, and we do need a community, you know, and and gravitate towards that. So that's kind of like how friends have kind of happened, Mm -hmm. right?
0: Yeah. Did you, did you ever experience any, um, and you know, I was actually saying this in another episode um recently that I, that I recorded where I feel like I didn't really understand more about cultures until I went to college. Like in my upbringing, it was, I grew up in Baldwin park, which I was sharing with you earlier. And in Baldwin park, it's a lot of people who are Mexican and like Filipino is like mm-hmm. primarily what's, what's kind of there. And so it wasn't until I went to college that I really like was like oh wow like there's a big like Salvadorian population there's a big um uh Nicaraguan or Guatemalan like there's more than just Mexican and there's more than just like there's more than just Mexican and white and Filipino like there's much more you know there's there's black there's different kind that are different types of kinds types whatever the right word is but cultures like so many different cultures um mm-hmm. and so did you? I know you mentioned that, like the whole piece on, like, I'm not black enough or I'm not Mexican enough when you were younger. Did you notice any of that even as you were growing up in your um, teenage or even like young young adult years, where it was like, how? Where can I fit in?
1: Yeah, I, I think especially a teenage, that young adult when you're wanting to fit in, right? Um, I do want to say when I was a teenager. All my friends were practically white. I have one best friend who, her and I, you know, but she's she's from her family's from Venezuela, right? Um, and so it's her and I. But all of our friends were primarily white. You know, I had one black friend, but there was there wasn't many of us, right? Mm-hmm. And then young adult, I definitely. I, I, as I shared, like, felt like I had to kind of say, like, I am, hi, my is Veronica, and, you know, I, I speak Spanish because my mom's Mexican and my and I look like this because my dad's black, like, would uh-huh. kind of always introduce myself when I would meet people, kind of somehow that would worm its way in,
0: but yeah. now that I've
1: stepped into, as an adult, and feeling more confident about myself, and mm-hmm. I don't feel entitled to have to say that, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. catch someone speaking Spanish, saying something Here you know, here I am. Especially, you know, I think people do well, especially when I interact with my kids, you know, we try to speak to them in Spanish because we want them to learn, you know, my husband and I. So people see me on the street all the time. Well, not so much in COVID, because we didn't go out that much. So before COVID (laughs) with my daughter and now prior to twenty twenty. Yes, yes, yes. That whole year is just a blip. But now as we're starting to kinda get out, you know, people will hear me, they'll be like, Oh, like, you know, to and that also builds community. I've met people like that too. Um, mm-hmm. But now I feel yeah. more confident in people. Everyone's different. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know until they tell us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you mm-hmm. can't can't assume, you know, I don't mm-hmm. feel like I have to try to fit in um, mm-hmm. so much in, in that aspect of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think
0: you just uh, brought up a great point just a little bit ago about in L.A., you never know. And I think that's the beauty of living in, in Southern California, but mainly like an L.A. area that Mm -hmm. we have so much diversity here, you know, just like even like the little like towns that we have, like Thai town, or little Tokyo or Chinatown, Mm -hmm. uh, little Armenia, like we have all of these little communities within the community. And Mm -hmm. it's so true, like there's so much diversity and people that are bicultural, biracial, that I mean, Mm -hmm. where I consider I really feel really lucky to, I mean, in New York, they have that there. And I love being there. But I just love how I feel it's really embraced here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, and it's nice to hear, I think, especially with the usage of instra- Instagram, as I'm starting to like use it more and, and uh outside of just sharing cute pictures of my kids but like to actually like connect with people and stuff I'm like Uh oh like there is work around this there's more Uh words about this there are Mm -hmm. you know an increase of biracial kids or multi multiracial um yeah they're not just kids but you know adults people and people yeah and we're we're changing and and you know we're you know evolving and it definitely has helped me feel more confident in mm-hmm. not having to feel like I have to justify like who, mm-hmm. who I am. Right. Mm-hmm. Like this is, you know, if you want to ask me very much, mm-hmm. come on and ask me, you know, but yeah. if not, I'm not going to say anything anymore. You know, mm-hmm. we're in LA. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Very true. We're in LA. That's all, we, that's all we need to say. We're in LA. Leave us alone. <laughs> yes. So, you know, you mentioned like your kids, like uh, you definitely want to like uh um, bring in some of like your Black culture within their upbringing as well. How do you navigate, you know, those pieces that they also can acknowledge and be proud and own it that they also are um, biracial and multi, bicultural?
1: You know, we navigate it based on different things that kind of come up because as I mentioned, my husband is Mexican. So he has a big old Mexican family, right? Like, Love that. <laughs> uh, and you can, you can see the difference. And my daughter, I mean, they say that she looks like me, but you know, a little bit different and my kids, they all, I think they pat, if you just look at them and not know their last name or anything, they look like Mexican kids. Um, if you were to just look, um, but I think the, the piece, how we're, they're still young, right? So I said my oldest is three and a half. So she's barely starting to have words about who, how we're different. So right now, when you ask her, she says, I'm Black. I'm Black like my mom, right? Because oh. right now, we're like, everything is about mom. She wants exactly like mom, right? So oh. I'm Black like my mom. And it's true. She is, right? And she also understands Spanish and all that stuff. But she doesn't have the word yet for Mexican. Skin or okay. you know those things but uh-huh. I think especially kids right because they're starting they notice that they're different right like her little friend Michael he's white like you know they notice those things and so mm-hmm. when she asks us we just tell her um, but one way that we've kind of started and it wasn't it wasn't with the intention of this, of why we did this, but now, you know, as I get gotten older, so their last name, right? So my last name is EO. My husband's last name is Sanchez. So they have both last names. It's hyphenated. Mm-hmm. Um, because I wanted to make sure that my name did not get, get lost yes. in this mix. Right. Yes. Um, that was the, originally the, the reason for why it was both. Uh, but mm-hmm. now it's, you know, it's like, yeah, like it's our culture because when I do meet other Nigerians and they say, oh, is this where your family's from? Like they can pinpoint where I'm at, you know, and, and about my family. And it's, it is a goal of mine to, you know, visit and get to know more. And I wish I would know the language, but mm-hmm. it was not something that kind of happened. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason for why I want both last names there. And that's just kind of how mm-hmm. we're, you know, we're doing that and, um, you know, establishing our family is that, we're we're not just one, right? Because if we were all Sanchez, another reason I changed my last name, right? Like I'd get Very lost. True. Very true. true.
0: I definitely see what you're saying, um and I like that. I like that you're just uh you're trying to, or you you are, um bringing in that Nigerian culture, which is so beautiful. I'm thinking of. Um, Molly from Insecure. Have you seen that show?
1: Yes, I love her. She's um, hilarious. Too. Love her. Oh my
0: gosh, she's so funny in that show. Um, <laughs> but like, I follow her on Instagram, and just like, um, she she wears some of like the I don't know if they're traditional pieces or not, but they're just so beautiful. Like some of the clothing that she wears, representing her Nigerian culture, and just really mm-hmm. being so proud. Like I'm a Nigerian woman on like an HBO like show. Shows. You know?
1: And yeah the pride yeah and and there is and I you know it's a uh, one regret that I have in my life that I didn't step too much into knowing that of um you know that culture because mm-hmm. like I said my dad came here when he was so young so it was very much both my parents came during the generation of like just speak English just yes. don't don't uh-huh. talk the other language right but my mom came here older so by 11 you already know Spanish, like, there's nothing you can kind of, it, it's in there, right? It is what um, it is. <laughs> it is what it is, right? So she came, you know, a little bit just different. But my dad came here very young, and his family, you know, or, you know, my family, you know, were trying to be very successful, you know, owning businesses, doing these things, and it's very much like, let's just assimilate into, you know, this, and like, the, you know, the even the culture. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, it's, I think it's just a survival, you know, thing, you know, you don't want to, already he's a Black person, a Black man, okay, growing up, like, already he's that, right, like, he's just trying to, well, and his family was just very much trying to, you know, assimilate, so, so things like that, like, language, you know, mm-hmm. I have never heard him speak Igbo, which is the language that my grandmother spoke, um, oh. so but I've not know her-
0: or, oh, well, yeah, he probably oh, doesn't know
1: it because he was... Well, he does yeah. know. So growing up, he he would respond. So similarly to how my daughter, like I'll talk to her in Spanish and responds back to me in English. And we have to be like, no. <laughs> please respond back to me in Spanish. I love right?
0: en <laughs> yeah. It's
1: kind of like the same thing, you know, like, uh-huh. so I would hear my grandmother kind of say whatever she would say. Right. And he would respond back in English because obviously she speaks English, you know, she, uh-huh. she was a nurse here for, for many years. And so she spoke English, but it's kind of that thing. So I never, I never heard him. I have never yet. I know he understands it. Um, oh, you know, you but should you challenge him. You're like, I I daddy. Show me a few words. (laughs) Show me something, you know. But but I also wonder if it's kind of a thing of he just doesn't know how to speak it, right? It's like some people that can like understand Spanish but have struggle with like saying words. Uh It it might kind of be you know similar to that. And then you know um, my grandmother passed away last year, and. Mm. I kind you know I was looking through her pictures and looking through all this I'm like oh my gosh my regret is I wish that I would have like pushed more to kind of know that mm-hmm. and it's kind of coincides with it's not till you become a mother at least for me till I became a mother that I was mm-hmm. like what's my legacy that I'm gonna leave what do I want my kids to know uh-huh. that I'm like oh I should have hey, you know the the
0: internet I'm- is very powerful though like I feel like you can find some gems in there. Like, you can probably find a few cousins, like thieves, you I can. know? <laughs> and, or,
1: you know what I mean? I, and like, yeah, and I think I you can. It,
0: culture.
1: Something, you know, I'm doing immersion or something, you know, because um, when I have Nigerian friends that I have, it's beautiful culture. It's 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 beautiful. And there's some elements that I didn't even know were true of, you know, Nigerians. So, like, the first one I can think of is, You know, when people meet me and they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, you've done so much schooling, you're so successful, right? And then they know that I'm Nigerian. And they'll say, oh, well, you know, Nigerians are actually the number one immigrant group in the United States, are the most educated across the board, like Nigerian-Americans, right? I didn't know that. Right. So they'll say that. And I'll be like, I didn't know that, you know? And they're (laughs) like, well, yeah, they instilled this, this, and this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was my grandmother, right? But I didn't get that, you know? (laughs) And like no wonder you're successful girl you're a nigerian it's in your blood i know i get named after her and everything so anyway so that's just a long-winded thing of like yeah you know oh i God. missed it when she was here on earth but definitely in her to honor her legacy and you know as i pass on for my kids of mm-hmm. hey i gotta learn and, and teach and have words for it too right yeah. um and if i don't yeah. know you know speak about that because yeah. we don't we're just getting new words slowly but surely.
0: Yeah. I'm just really over here like you're you're you need to challenge your dad like one or two words a week.
1: The <laughs> so two of you can 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 like learn it together. I know we really should. We really <laughs> should. But well, hopefully yes now I'm gonna actually I'm gonna try that. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah <laughs> for challenge. real let me
0: know. I know like um Dad I'm gonna challenge you to this. Let's do a little competition. I know
1: this is how we'll remember your mom or my grandma that's how we'll do it yeah. with words yeah.
0: okay so we're gonna start wrapping up but i'm curious to know like okay so what are like your top mexican dishes that you like
1: chilaquiles mm. like number one but how my husband makes them like i'm not okay, gonna lie like, like, like
0: with egg like breakfast style or like style. Or like, like, like it, dinner like lunch style no
1: no he makes it breakfast style and they're mm-hmm. amazing so that's number one. Like on any oh given day, that's just, that's just number one. And then a close second is my grandmother's mole, but only her mole. Like it, it's just it's good. Like it's just it's it's good. You're, or you're like massage.
0: Tam- over it. I you. know.
1: <laughs> or her tamales. So it's it's the those are two close. Okay she makes them, uh, well, the carne, but, like, the sauce that she uses is, I don't know, man, like, it's just, oh, man, now I'm gonna call her after this and be like, hey, grandma, <laughs> I know I that like, she just got back from Mexico, but <laughs> me haces unos <laughs> Yeah, bro, that's hard work, that's, I, I
0: only it get is. that for Christmas.
1: And, and that's the thing, is that I feel guilty, you know, here she is, she's 85, and, yeah, but y'all I can get she'll do it. She
0: I bet she should be like, I'll just do a little bit, a little bit
1: for you. She will, you know, right? You know, especially if I bring the kids, she's like, oh, "Okay, boys, you know, we need it." <laughs> I mean, okay. and they don't even eat it. <laughs> but it's for They're me. like, "This is
0: for me. This is for me." <laughs> so, what about Nigerian dishes? Do you have any that you have have tasted or that you like, or maybe you want to learn?
1: No, I have no. Oh, we no need to get dad in here. I feel like I, know. I need to have him in here with you. I know, I know. I think, you know, and the thing is, is the things that come up, I have a memory of a dish that my grandmother used to make. It's kind of like, a, but I don't know its name or what was in it, but I have vivid memories. And each time I've been pregnant, that is the dish that I have craved. But my grandmother was a little bit too old to, um, older to be making it um, for me, okay. but it, it's, this, it's this rice, kind of like stewish thing with these spe- specific spices. And my dad has said, like, yeah, that's a Nigerian dish, but I don't know what it is. Um, uh, so I had to picture it.
0: Living in LA, I'm sure there's a Nigerian restaurant somewhere. Oh,
1: 100%. 100%. Yeah. And I think once I get over getting out in the world, uh, we'll yeah, see we'll if I'll do, check it out.
0: <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll do a little taste test together. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. <laughs> Veronica, it's been so awesome having you here and just sharing about your cultural identity and just your upbringing and and how you've been navigating the world, uh, being an Afro-Latina professional, a mommy, a daughter. So, I mean, it's been awesome. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, given that you have all of these responsibilities, how do you take care of you?
1: Uh, Running. I love Ah. to run that is any problem can be solved in my run so like Uh if i'm in a dilemma i got it depends i mean i'm getting a little bit slower with these kids as i push them but you know 30 40 minutes that i go on the run
0: (laughs) that's kind of how i take care of
1: myself Um,
0: nice do you do any like uh races
1: i used to um you know uh marathons all that stuff but i don't know now with being around so many people so close i don't know if i'll uh Uh If I'll get back to that but yeah I I, I did I actually did my I think my last my last marathon I went to Berlin with my daughter so it was only her so um oh my again. gosh yeah that wow. one I, I did it so um because I got amazing. derailed because <laughs> I got pregnant with her the first th- when I was pregnant I couldn't run a marathon obviously you can't go across the world when you're pregnant Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that was the last one that I've done. So wow, that's, been, that's so awesome, though. Wow. wow.
0: So I'm a runner myself. I've done one marathon, and then after I did it, I said I will never do this again in my life. And you meant it. Life.
1: And you meant it. You like because I say that all the time when I cross.
0: And then, every time and I. And then <laughs> and then I signed up for another one.
1: Oh, what are you gonna run?
0: I'm supposed to run the LA Marathon this year, and I should be training like right now. <laughs>
1: You, you got a little bit, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You should start. Training. Yeah,
0: I need. To, I know, I know. I I need to give myself at least five months to start training, and <laughs> I'm just like, I don't think I want to do it anymore. Yeah. yeah what was the first marathon you wrote? Here in LA, also, so both okay. LA. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, and we did yeah, no the whole. Um, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, make that sense. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, the last one that I was going to run, I was going to do the Nike Women's Half Marathon and then it got canceled due to COVID. I was so excited for that race. I'm like, let's do this half marathon. I got this, you know, 13 miles, no big deal. But then Mm -hmm. it got canceled. Now I'm like, "Mm, como que ya no quiero. (laughs) Mm
1: -mm. It's hard to get back into it. Like, You have to have a certain mentality to run a marathon. And like each time I've run it, it it's one certain thing that kind of, keeps me going and I yeah. don't know if I have that in me right now so yeah. okay. but you go yeah. girl I'm do you want
0: <laughs> I'm trying to get out of it here <laughs> my friends are like okay so uh they just rescheduled it for September and I'm like I feel like I'm busy that weekend I don't think I can do oh,
1: it don't even know what weekend it is <laughs> You're like I can't
0: <laughs> oh my goodness well Veronica I know you mentioned that you have your practice um So where can people find you if they want to learn more about you, or maybe just curious about, you know, if they identified with anything that you shared, how can people find you?
1: So on Instagram, I'm at uh, Dr. Veronica EO. So Mm -hmm. my last name is called E-Y-O, Veronica spelled Mm -hmm. traditionally. Um, And then you can just find everything there, Link to my website. Um, And I'm loving connecting with people. That's such a pro of COVID. I never... Used Instagram before as a way to connect with people in that way. beside like uh-huh. before, I would just the people that I knew share pictures of my kids. But now uh-huh. I'm like, oh, there's other people out there connecting. So I would love to connect with yeah. anyone uh, through yeah. Instagram.
0: Perfect. And I will link her things in the bio just so anybody that's watching or hearing us can uh, can easily access it. Thank you again for being here. I appreciate it, and um, I look forward to. More conversations with uh, with you and I soon. Thank you so much for having me. All right, take care. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Be on the lookout for more episodes. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Therapy Etc. I hope you were able to gain something new from today's conversation. And if you enjoyed what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to provide a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. If you have a topic you would like to learn more about, send a message and follow us on Instagram at TherapyETC Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Take care and be well.